Okay, folks. Welcome to Touchdowns All Day. We have an all-music episode today. Really rad. For the day, we're going to do Haymaker. And this is October 5th, 2002. This was an outdoor show on a nice stage in the middle of nowhere. And it basically, the band had been on tour a long time at this point, And we were messing around with some different concepts about how to play, when to play, what to play. And I think we were so deep in that discussion that we managed to pull off what has been considered by the fans to be like one of the great shows, I guess. I don't know. I got to listen to it. Everybody tells me, Haymaker this, Haymaker that. Here we are, Haymaker the podcast. This is the time. We're doing it tonight. So buckle up and get ready to go because we're going to listen to the whole set of 10-5-2002. And uh, I think the second set we're going to listen to, the whole set in flow state. So it's similar to what we did with the Philadelphia Citizens Bank Park baseball show. Similar concept. We're just trying this new format out. Because, you know, this is our podcast and we get to play around and have some fun. So let's try this out, ladies and gentlemen. If you've never heard the Haymaker shows, this is going to be a really, really great introduction for y'all into some great biscuits. I haven't heard these shows since when we played them. So I haven't heard these shows in a long time. So this is going to be really fun for me. And I'm excited you guys are coming along for the ride. 10-5-2002 Haymaker on the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. As always, folks, we have merchandise in our merch store. Grab a Touchdowns All Day t-shirt or a bathrobe or whatever we have in there. There's a bunch of good stuff. It's on the website, touchdownsallday.com slash shop. And go get yourself some stuff. Uh, we have some sponsors. We have the Nugs.net app sponsoring the show today. They feature over 15,000 shows from your favorite bands. Listen to hundreds of shows from the Disco Biscuits and other rad artists. Plus, there's a growing collection of full HD videos. Check it out for free for 30 days at nugs.net slash touchdowns. One lucky listener who signs up with the slash touchdowns, you sign up for a free trial, one lucky winner will win an annual subscription. I love that. I love it when people give stuff away. It makes it so much fun to have the contests. I'm a big fan. So that's the Nugs contest. Also, a uh, new advertiser on our podcast, Sunset Lake CBD. They're from Alberg, Vermont, which is just outside of Burlington. And it's a family-owned dairy farm. They used to make ice cream, or I think they make still make ice cream for Ben and & Jerry's. And they were like, well, you know, what goes with ice cream? Obviously, CBD products do. And they sent me a bunch of this stuff, and it was really, really great. The the I got to talk about this because Vic was on the phone with me and Vic was like, what's a roll? And I guess I wasn't clear enough the last time I did the Sunset Lake CBD ad because a roll is a pre-rolled joint. And I don't know how many of you, I, you guys obviously know this, right? So Vic is just, you know, he's, he's, he's getting it. And the CBD in the pre-rolled joint is really interesting because it's kind of like what you wanted. Like, uh, it's kind of awesome. I don't know how to explain it. I, we smoked all of them. They're really great, very relaxing, super chill, and it's nice. It's a really nice end of the day thing, and it's rolled really well. So, great product. The gummies are great. And you know that's my thing. They send me a bunch of other stuff. I don't even know how to use it. They have keef. They have hemp flour. They have uh, 
you know, all sorts of stuff, gummies, tinctures, topical salves. You guys probably know this better than I. So go to sunsetlakecbd.com or go to Instagram at sunsetlakefarm. Either one of those places, you can go check out what they have. They have uh, a lot of PDFs of the quality content of their stuff too. So I'm impressed. I'm enjoying it. Thank you, Sunset Lake, for sponsoring the podcast. And our third sponsor today is, of course, Sinlon. The The fact that they sent me turf samples just blows my mind. I put them under my feet while I cut the podcast, so my feet are like in grass. Because I think I told that story about Carlos Santana, about how like he, he wants the guitar solo to sound like his feet is in grass or whatever he was saying. Um, this is similar. I want a podcast like my feet are in grass and they're in beautiful Sinlon turf. It's environmentally friendly. You don't have to water it. They don't use any pesticides. You don't have to mow it. It's very low maintenance and you can save a bunch of money. They use bio-based ingredients such as soy and sugar cane. It's made in the USA. It's made in Georgia. And they are the largest manufacturer and installer of synthetic grass. And yet they still have time for our sweet little podcast. What a great group of people. It's the safest and cleanest turf available. Great for kids and pets. No muddy shoes. No problems. Professional and certified distributors and installers nationwide. It's highly durable. And in the touchdowns all day spirit of giving things away, they have a contest. Go to sinlawn.com slash touchdowns. S-Y-N-L-A-W-N dot com slash touchdowns. Go there and enter the contest for more information about their products. And where's the contest? Here it is. The contest is win an eight foot by 14 foot Dave Peltz Greenmaker putting green system, which those, the image is on the website on sinlawn.com. It just looks awesome. I mean, how, if you putt at all, why would you not want one of these in your house? It's amazing. So go check out what they have. Enter the contest to win the putting green. And if you win the putting green, please, can we take pictures and put it on the podcast somehow? Because the putting green looks great. So thanks to Sinlawn for sponsoring the Touchdowns All Day podcast. And that's it, folks. Those are our ads today. And we are thanking you. We are thanking you for listening. I feel like I just went uh, Eastern European for a second there. We are thanking you for doing the listening. And we are going to do the whole Haymaker show right now. Uh, let me pop over there. And uh, let's just hit the theme song. And let's, let's mass communicate. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating. have one of those days where the music just can't be loud enough? You ever have one of those experiences where you, you just can't you just can't turn the speakers up loud enough? Every time you turn them up, it's just not loud enough? That's how I feel. That's been my last week, folks. That's been everything that I've gone through in the past two weeks has been so crazy and random and out of nowhere and just 
absolutely incredibly important. I have to drop everything one day and drop everything another day. And, you know, now I just want to listen to some really, really loud music because it's therapy. It's therapy. It's, it makes me feel better. So a lot of you know that I had an acoustic show planned on the Couch Tour TV website for last Saturday, and we could not do that show because I had to go to New Jersey to be in a hospital for four days straight because someone in my family had an emergency brain surgery. So emergency brain surgery, folks, that happens. It was literally like one day everything was fine, the next day it was terrible, the next day it was brain surgery, and the next day it was kind of okay. Like it ended up okay. So a lot of people, you know, reached out and stuff and that's great. And thank you. Um, and everything's fine. Obviously recuperation, but it is a shock. It is a shock when, you know, there's so many bad things. There's so many hard things to deal with right now in life in general. I've never really experienced anything at this level, you know, uh, completely unemployed, uh, can't go anywhere. Um, People are dying everywhere. Uh, the country is, is at a level of unrest that is unbelievable. Um, everyone seems to be crazy who's in charge. And now, you know, there's a bunch of things going on here in California where I can't even stay here anymore. And then suddenly I have a family member and I have to fly in the middle of the night across the country to go to a hospital. And it's just a lot. It's a lot for me. We are trying to get it done, though. We're here podcasting. You know, son, this makes me feel good. Podcasting makes me happy. Makes me happy to talk to you guys. I'm happy to listen to Haymaker. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I haven't listened to this show in forever. People still talk about it today. So I'm expecting, my expectations are very high for this set. And uh, cool, right? Have high expectations and then exceed those expectations, I guess, is the way to do it. We'll see what happens with the biscuits because... You know, we're a little critical here on Touchdowns All Day Podcast. You know what I mean? We like our biscuits to be as good as humanly possible. So we'll see what happens. So anyways, any of you out there who are like, yo, I know what you're talking about, man. I had this happen and that happen and this happen and that happen. And then it was just like one thing after another thing after another thing. A lot of us are going through that right now. And uh, I feel for you, man. I feel for you. You know, it's a tough time. For me, it was like, it was like, distraction plus something I need to overcome, you know, plus, oh, I need to fix this. Oh, this has, you know, it was problem solving until it became family and personal. And then it was just kind of disaster. You know what I mean? It was this weird change of like every, my whole perspective on the world went from, I'm just fixing, these are just problems. I just, you know, the biscuits can't play a concert. Well, that's just a problem. I'll figure out a way to do a biscuit concert. You know, we'll make couch door TV and we'll do live stream. Like there, there were problems and there were solutions. But when something happens to your people, to your clan, your, to your family, and, you know, for a while there, the brain surgery was successful, but there was a while there where we were like, oh my God, we lost. Like it's, oh, it, it seemed for a second there, like maybe we were too late. And, uh, and that was, you know, that was a tough day and a half. 
So anybody else going through stuff like that, I feel with you. It's it's really hard. It's really emotional. Like my sister was on the phone with me and she just broke down crying while she was on the phone with me. And I was just like, oh man, like this is so real, you know? And that is, you know, if you're going through hard times right now and you don't have that phone call, you're, you're doing all right. That's the, that's the thing about this whole pandemic is you're doing pretty good if you don't have that phone call. And if you do have that phone call, I feel for you because I got that phone call last week. It was, it was something, it definitely shook me up in a weird way. So I'm going to try and relax and listen to some music because this is what music is for, right? Make you feel better. Turn the speakers up. I want to make the speakers as loud as possible. I put my earplugs in for those of you who uh, are, are concerned about my ears, you know, keep them safe. And it does allow me to put the speakers up twice as loud. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like I'm not really doing it to stay safe. I'm doing it so I can run this, both sets of speakers as loud as possible. So we're going to rip some Haymaker. And if I sound like I'm talking next to an airplane engine while the show's on, then you'll know that I'm getting my music therapy. So let's jump right into this. Ladies and gentlemen, Disco Biscuits 10-5-2002, Haymaker. Honestly, opening a show with this song makes me laugh because what is that opening? Like, what 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 does that accomplish? <laughs> I still don't understand. I loved the opening when we put it in. Loved it. Thought it was the coolest thing ever. Now I'm just like, wow, people must think we're crazy.
Wow, this is the weirdest song. I'm trying to figure out, is this song about, you know, like, was I, like, not wanting to be... I think this is what it was about. I didn't want to be part of the technology revolution, and yet I felt like I was going to be subject to it at some point in time. And I think that's the the calling card of the song. It's like, well... It's going to happen. It's inevitable. And I should maybe get a cell phone. I think that's what happened here. This is like 2002. I'm about two years away from actually buying a cell phone for myself. And I was literally the last guy in the country to get a cell phone that was over 14 years old. And this song was me, like, I guess coming to grips with the fact that the internet is a thing. Technology was a thing. And... The world that we lived in was completely gone at that point. We just didn't realize it yet. But that's kind of the effect of the lyrics is like, it's kind of the song came off of a Frank Lloyd Wright quote. I think it was Frank Lloyd Wright offhand. Um, But it was, man will atrophy all of his limbs except for the push button finger. And I wrote the song after reading that quote thinking, that's interesting, like, well, we're going to integrate entirely with technology. And then I think I like capped the lyrics off with a little homage to that line um, in the next section. All right, let's see what the band's doing here jam-wise. feels like this is turning into a house party to me. I like where it's going. And the uh, wah funk stuff. Like, we could go s- dirty space funk here, but there's a just very palpable, like, maybe the sun is still out. Maybe not, but it, it feels very much like, a, you know, everybody's outside on the grass, having a beverage and enjoying some music and just having fun.
<laughs> I love that lyric. That shit makes me laugh every time. I don't know why. just always makes me laugh like just antenna haircut is really nothing it's my favorite line in the whole song um i feel like that's coming to us pretty soon right we're almost at antenna haircut as a as a society are you gonna get the antenna haircut are you gonna get it have you thought about it i haven't thought about it really but it seems like it seems like in about five years we're gonna have to make that decision are you gonna get are you gonna solder wires into your brain we're five years away from that And then this jam right here is supposed to be what the super highway of information feels like coursing in and out of your brains. This is a sci-fi song. It's kind of like a weird non-musical atonal art piece, this song. I don't know what it is. But, uh, you know, it was always inevitable. This, this, it's always inevitable. Let's let's see let's see where the super highway takes us.
Very, very high energy opening jam. Feels like everybody's playing great. I could definitely play guitar over that jam and it would still work. It wouldn't be too crowded. There's a lot of space. And I could just put a soaring melody like in like two minutes before the end melody, which was very cool, but was just buried in the cacophony at that point. Here's Very Moon. I don't think we've listened to Very Moon on this show before. This song wrote itself in a weird way. All these parts.
Well, I had a money melody there, and I left it, which means that we're probably going somewhere else because I could have capped the jam right there. It was beautiful. And now suddenly we're in this other weird place. And I wish I didn't do that, to actually be honest with you. I wish uh, I played that out a little bit. I was in that mood. I'm in that mood right now. I want to hear more of it.
Okay, then you can hear it in the crowd. The crowd is hearing this kind of unified ones jam that we're in and feeling it a little bit. And we're picking it up into like kind of a dancey tempo here. I wonder what's going to happen. I literally don't know. Clearly, Very Moon is in the past at this point, though. The, whatever the transition was, it just occurred. And. It's weird being in jam band because, you know, we're on stage and we're hitting this all together. And this isn't planned. Nobody has any idea what we're doing on stage, for sure. I mean, the crowd doesn't know, but on stage, we don't know either. So this is interesting to listen to, for sure. Maybe we do know what's going on. <laughs> what was that? Thank you. 
Woo, what was that? That was insane. That was crazy. How do we even do that? I don't even know what that was. I mean, it just seems like so much tension gets piled into that groove. And then the two lick helicopters. We don't even do that anymore. We do four licks now. We get up there, we celebrate a little bit. This was like out of nowhere. It says if you were stop paying attention for two seconds, suddenly the jam is gone and we're a whole nother song. Craziness. Bisco Burning Man Trance, courtesy of 2002. We were doing this back then. We got a nice heavy bass, some weird trippy sounds. What is that? I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of stuff going on. It's right at the tempo. It's right at the vibe. All we need is that silky voice to come over the top and be like, you are in the right place. You know what I mean? Or whatever the person says. I like this Biscuits.
that makes me laugh right there. <laughs> I don't know. I did not see that coming. It's well done, though. Ladies and gentlemen, during all this incredible funking that's going on, we have been blessed. Space Cookie, Mr. Adrian Santos, is here in the studio during COVID. How, how crazy. He was just in Turkey and almost every other country, and yet we're having him here in the studio with no temperature check. I think the wheels have flown off the... <laughs> how are you? Welcome to the studio. Hey, thanks, John. I appreciate it. It's, uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, glad to see you. <laughs> glad to meet River and the family. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been since before the lockdown since I've seen you. Right. So you've, you haven't seen me since fatherhood began. Correct. Yeah. 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 A lot has changed. Yeah. Has it? What's yeah. changed? I mean, you have a whole new look to you. I do? <laughs> You're way fatter. <laughs> I mean, you just look a lot happier. That's all I can say. Yeah, I yeah. feel happier. I agree. Yeah, it yeah. makes you happy. Yeah. You got to stay happy so you set a good example. Yeah, I mean, You can't be, like, pissed off and moody around the kid because he just looks at you and, like, absorbs you, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, you can tell when you look into his eyes. It's just, like, taking it all in. Yeah, it's, a, it's an animal that we made out of breast milk. <laughs> just full of breast milk. <laughs> it's just a weird... You know what I mean? It's like, what happened with penicillin? They, they left some mold out in a tray and it became penicillin. Right, right. Baby's basically the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like you said, it's just a, a body of flesh just full of breast milk. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a bicycle tire, you know? You just pump it up with breast milk, and then it starts talking back to you eventually. <laughs> you know, I never, never really thought about it that way, but when, every baby I see now, I'm just going to see them as a, a container of breast milk. Right. And, and, and in that way, I feel bad about this whole conversation because they're more than just a container of breast milk. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, they are. I, I need to be more sensitive to that. Yeah. It's, 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 it was insensitive for me to say it in the beginning, honestly. But they have smiles and personalities. And ultimately feelings as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Breast milk plus feelings. And personalities. <laughs> Dreams. I mean, River liked you a lot. It's, it's one of those things where... Because the baby never meets anyone because of COVID, when he does see somebody, he really lights up and he really lit up when he hung out with you. Yeah, it's because, uh, you know, just a different species in his eyes, maybe. 
<laughs> with your hair right now. He's probably like, what the hell's going on? I walk in and you say, Cookie's here. And he's like, what? <laughs> so to so the folks out there, uh, Space Cookie here is, a, is one of our two Tractor Beam coaches. He picks all the music, all the jams, and, uh, and then we learn them like good little students. And, uh, and when you showed up, you showed up on a motorcycle with these weird sunglasses and you have bleached hair yep, and you're yep. super tan. <laughs> yeah. And the baby's been looking at my pale ass for like a month now. He had no idea when I walked in the door. <laughs> He's like, is that a person or what? How do you make that out of breast milk? <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, lockdown did. You know, I got changed the whole look. You, know? you did change your look. Yeah, yeah. It's way more rock star now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm ready. I'll be ready. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then you just start dan- I just started dancing with him, and then he, you know, he started paying attention to me, River. He did, He did right? He was looking at you, he was smiling at you. Yeah. It was crazy. We were supposed to do a hang in Venice today. Yeah. What's Venice like right now? How's the California beach scene? Yeah, the beach scene seems back, to be honest, you know? Really? Yeah, people are out and about, you know, riding their, riding their roller skates without masks on. Scooters. Roller skates, you know? People are on their roller really? skates and scooters and all sorts of things. But I don't know. It's uh, it's about, like, I would say half and half. Some people have, you know, respecting the social distancing. The others just have thrown it out the window. How do you feel about it? You know, I feel like I just got to do my part, right. you know? And uh, as long as, you know, I do my part, I feel like I can move about in a safe way. Well, you're doing a lot of traveling, right? So... Yeah. What was it like in Turkey? How how did Turkey react? Yeah, it was that was surprising to to go to a different place that was in the U.S. Because yeah. here it's all like doom and gloom with numbers rising and whatnot. But oh. you you go to Turkey and it's a t- totally different atmosphere. What are um, they doing? I I sat at a bar for the first time in like six months, and I was welcome to sit there. And um, yeah, people are walking around in masks, but once you walk into a restaurant, it's like everything is normal really yeah yeah so but masks but normal so it's like a lot of countries are like that i hear yeah well you're walking around the streets but when you go into a public place like a bar or a restaurant um yeah they you know everyone's masks are off and they're eating and gathering and and dancing at least in the place that i was i mean my whole theory is like we were talking about earlier is wear glasses and cover your eyes and then what do you got to worry about, right? Because that's the, how it works, right? It goes under the, you touch something and then you touch your eyeball and then it's like, oh, you got it. So yeah. What has been your, your method? You, you traveled recently. Yeah, I, I had to fly home for emergency brain surgery. I, um, I, I wore got, like these, these mountain bike glasses that I have. They're yeah. Oakley's. Yeah. And they have like a nice lens, which, so when you're mountain biking, you're on the trail on the bike and you're going downhill and you literally could kill yourself any minute. And... You'll go in between these trees and the sun will disappear. Yeah. So you need glasses that'll brighten mm. the trail at that point. Right. But then when you get out on top of the trail and it's just you and the sun in the top of the mountain, you need the glasses to then tint the sun. Mm. So you need this kind of like dual chromatic feature lens. And that's what you wore? That's what I wear. And uh, it looks terrible. Yeah. But yeah. it's very, very hardcore for bikers. But it's so it's good for protecting you against coronavirus. Yeah, it makes me yeah. look like a, a lunatic, and then people yeah. stay away from me, basically. I actually wore a, a scuba mask. What? A snorkeling mask. Wow, how do you time. get? They let you do that? 
Yeah, people thought I was ridiculous. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it covered my whole face, my eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can't breathe in it. So it's good, like, you know, respiratory training if you're looking for that. What, are you going to do like a David Blaine 19 minutes? No. <laughs> well, if you wanted to do that, you wear a scuba mask on the plane for five hours. Oh, you left it on on the plane? Yeah, you leave, I left it on the plane. I found that awkward. They kept coming up to me and making me put my mask back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, made, they really enforced that. I was I was like, man, this is this is hardcore. Like I would literally take it off just for a second, and somebody would pop over and be like, "Put your mask back on." Yeah, yeah. And I'd be well, like, how do you eat and drink? You can't. Uh, you just like under the mask or something. Soon they gotta create um, maybe a mask with holes in it, so you can like you know feed a straw through it, or maybe you know like a little pre compartment to put your food in, and then you put. The food into your mouth. Oh, like a little spinning thing? It like spins out and you put food in and then it spins into your mouth? Yeah, yeah, like one of those, yeah. Yeah, why does that not exist? Uh, it's the next product. Right, next product idea. It should be the, the, like, never take your face out in public again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always cover your face. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like, uh, the, the, like, great thing for me about going to the airport is the food. Like, Mm. I like airport food. It's like carby and gross. Right. Yeah. And delicious. You know? They make it like that. And then you go there and you can't even all the restaurants are closed and everything's shut down. So what did you do? Nothing. I just I just I went to like Chick-fil-A or whatever was open. I don't eat at Chick-fil-A. Oh, it's my favorite. You like Chick-fil-A? I'm a vegetarian now, but uh I, I How used long to... how long have you been vegetarian? Since December. Yeah. Oh, that's a length. But uh my weakness my single weakness is Chick-fil-A. It's a terrible weakness. It's Chick-fil-A is not even good. No offense, Chick-fil-A, but they're not listening to this podcast. Dude, what's so good about it? I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, a, I'm not like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just like uh, the way it tickles the palate when you uh, <laughs> when you put it into your mouth, you know? The, it Does it do that? Yeah, the bread. There's like the, a spiciness to it? It just has this like unique flavor profile that, you know, you can't experience anywhere else. That shit doesn't work on me. It's like cilantro, you know? Some people love it, some uh, people hate cilantro. it. cilantro. You don't like cilantro? I love cilantro, but Chick-fil-A I don't like. I see you've been, you started a garden in your backyard. Little, I did. Yeah. I have a huge mini garden. Do you have any cilantro back there? No. no. I did last time I had a garden. I had cilantro. Uh, what cilantro is easy. You put in a bucket, throw water on it every once in a while. It's fucking... <laughs> it's so easy to grow. All this shit is so easy to grow. It's not even that I'm trying to grow a garden. It's just that I to see the basil plant in Whole Foods or, or Ralph's, and I put it in the cart, yeah. and then the next thing I know, there's a basil plant sitting in my kitchen just looking at me in its plastic bag. You got a whole assortment of, of items back there yeah. that you're growing. They're all from Ralph's. <laughs> you can make your own salad. I do. You got your own salad bar back yeah, there. Yeah, basically. Basically. What's the weirdest thing you've ever grown? Well, that's a good question. Um, Have you grown anything ever unique or like strange? I mean, I've grown most kinds of vegetables. Yeah. Pretty much every vegetable I've grown. Carrots are really weird. Um, I've grown weed. Um, I don't know if I should admit that publicly, but we mm. did do that for a while. Um, but I don't know. That was too much work, and that's a hard thing to grow. And that's about it. I've never grown, like, ginseng is the one. Oh, ginseng. That's the one where, like, if you can grow ginseng, which is apparently very hard, yeah. you, it's probably more lucrative than growing anything else. Why ginseng? 
It's just hard. People like it. People pay a lot of money for it, and it's really hard to grow. Mm. So it's got to grow on a vertical surface. It has to have a lot of moisture. Can't be too hot, and you have to like, like pray to it or something, or play like weird music to it or something, or it won't grow at all. Yeah, a specific frequency, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, like cilantro, you just throw it on the ground and spill a water on it, and it grows. And it grows. But yeah. ginseng is totally different situation, from what I understand. I yeah. haven't tried it yet. Have you witnessed any mutations in anything you've grown? Any weird mutations? Um, Anomalies? I feel like, no, not really. No. Nah. You should try to experiment and try to create some mutations of your own. You know? Yeah, that would be next level, right? Right. That would be next level. I don't know how to do that. Do you know how to do that? No, no idea. No idea. I wonder if one of our podcast listeners, they probably there's probably somebody who knows how to do that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, just think of how how weird they are for listening to this podcast in the first place. <laughs> they're probably growing uh, mushrooms since I think they're like legalized. Like, I know. Thank suicidal. God, right? Yeah. Maybe this is like I feel like our world could use an acid trip right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody's so fucking crazy. It's like when you get it, when you come out of acid, you always have this like. Ugh, I kind of am relieved. Something got processed. I'm a little relaxed right now. Like, yeah. I feel like I figured something out. Who knows what that is? If, if you were to dose the planet yeah. or, or, or a small town, what would your delivery mechanism be? Would you, like, tell people or, or do you think you'd try to sneak it in? Well, I mean, I definitely wouldn't dose the world with coronavirus. So whoever had that idea is a fucking asshole. But right. I think... I don't know, like, you would have to make something like uh, like a soda mm. and then put it out there, you know? Like, like they have... So we, we get these Sun Lake CBD gummies. Right. And they're CBD and it's delicious, right? Yeah. And you just pop a CBD and you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, I think it does something, but it's very, it's very subtle and very nice because you are still carry on with your day yeah yeah you know which i like so if you had uh a mushroom version of that which i think might be coming right that might change your day a little bit yeah i i agree the problem is the people who need to take it are not going to take it but see i think i think it'd be kind of cool to like um maybe walk around with a spray bottle with like acid and just start walking around and just spraying people no 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 because people have kids uh, they gotta yeah. go home to their kids tripping on acid. They don't. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true. It's not. Yeah, kids are kids and hallucinogens, not a great combo from what I hear. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, for the people that need it, we need to target those people. Yeah, you know? it's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe we'll figure out a way to do that using tractor beam or something. Right. <laughs> Tractor beam them into a different mindset. I mean, they already are when uh, when they experience it. Yeah, yeah. So this music is Disco Biscuits from 2002. 2002. Yeah. So everybody, this cookie just showed up in the middle of me cutting the podcast, and it's my fault. I thought I was gonna be done with the podcast before you got here, and I started an hour late. And now we're listening to like this is like a show that the fans really like. Where was this one? It's in, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Let me check. I should know this. It's somewhere in, like, by Virginia where you're from. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was an outdoor show, and it was like... I really like it. Yeah, we're killing it right now.
This is hard right here. Hold on. Let's listen to some music for a second. All right. crazy that like all that we kind of jumped in at the top of the jam there yeah but then that signal only appears for a half a second and then the next thing the band is on it so quick that's i never understand how we do that i mean that's fire we we do like longer signals now than we used to do back then it was like cool to do the signal and then change immediately now it's cooler to play the signal and let people all gather stuff. When, when did you have that switch? Uh, there was just one moment right at the top where I go doodity doodity on guitar. Literally, the jam's blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. Everybody's deep in the music. Nobody's th- even, I don't even think some of us are thinking we're at a concert, you know? Like, some of us are so deep in the mechanics of the jam that nothing else even is there. Yeah. And then I just go doodity 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 doodity, which is this lick. And then the whole on the next hit, the whole band plays it with me. Right. And we usually do it four times, you know, that way once to hear it, twice to get the vibe, three to get ready to play it along, four yeah. to chill and get psyched, five, everybody hits it together, right? Right. But in this show, we're only doing one lick at the end of all the jams. Uh, this is the third okay. time we've done that. And I don't know why we're only doing one lick. It's, it was, it's very cavalier. But you've switched since then. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy to do it that way because what if somebody's like can't hear you? Then it's like, oh my God, they missed the, the right. lick. Yeah. So here we don't care. And you just go for it. Yeah. Okay. So that was the walk off. And then I think we come on here and play an encore. Um, yeah. So, anyways, everyone, Adrian Santos, first, the only member of the team that hasn't been on the podcast. Well, Johnny, in my mind, Johnny's been on the podcast, but we haven't released it yet. So um, here we go. We'll, Ooh, nice. We'll smooth encore jam. Yeah. Let's see how it goes.
All right, early kitchen mitts, different vocals, slightly different vo- slightly different melodies. This I always felt was our California surf rock song. This this, it this has that I, kind of vibe, yeah. It's like it's that like, you know, love at all costs surf rock vibe. Yeah, good encore song. I'm just curious. I'm just watching you, uh, you know, sitting here listening to the music, and I feel like uh, it just snaps you back to this this particular moment. Is that true? Do you have like? a vivid recollection of when you were playing, when you guys were playing, and where you were, and things like that? Not, no. I remember being at Haymaker. I kind of remember the stage. I kind of remember the feeling of the nights. Those two nights, I kind of remember that. Yeah. I know I played the Gibson. I, that's part of what I remember. But, like, this song in particular, like, there's a whole list of memories that I have to go mm. through every single time we do this song. Right, okay. So this song is, like, feels... There's some songs that... Most of them, actually... It's kind of the hardest part about doing this music so many years is that you constantly have to reckon with your memories from years ago. Right. Because everything in the song has, is there for a reason. Even if, like, I am saying something that you think is nonsense. To me, that nonsense means something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, like, every time we do the song, I have to kind of think about what that nonsense means i guess that makes sense because like all the all the memories kind of like merge together and you kind of kind of have to like try to deconstruct it yeah 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 and it's like it's just like you the feeling like you get the feeling the song gives me the feeling that i was in at that time which made me write the song so yeah, i don't no, know it's really it's really cool to like listen to the music but also watch you listening to the music because i can kind of tell there's kind of transports you in a way yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I was talking about it earlier in the podcast. There's a song that we play because I was like anti-technology, mm. and you know me, like I'm very pro-technology. Right. But that was a switch, like in a yin yang, the way it just goes from it's white and then just goes to black. Right. right? I I literally was the least technology person, and I we started the show with a song that I wrote about. Ugh, I'm least technology person, <laughs> and I like it. But this is happening and I don't have any choice. Right. And like that's what the song is about. And I it's the same thing. When you listen to it, you have to think about that. Who was that person that wrote that song? You know, what would that person think of, of us now? Almost? Right, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it makes sense. You I mean, I don't know if uh, you're at liberty to share, but is there any songwriting going on at the moment? Well, I definitely wrote a baby album. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's very baby. It's very album. Um, and then, I don't know. There's there's a couple other songs that were written, like, during the George Floyd thing. I don't know what I'm going to do with those. Um, there's just, like, there's some stuff percolating. We yeah. have a bunch of new songs in the set that we are kind of pushing around and recording a little bit. I think that now that, like, you know, everybody wants to kind of like get together and make some music right no matter mm-hmm. where before it was like let's wait this thing out mm-hmm. you know 
And now it's like, let's go out into the storm and brave the storm. Right. And it's just a different perspective from the band. Yeah. And from my point of view, it's going to be more like there's more things that can happen. Right. I was worried for a while there. I was like, oh, man, if this goes for if COVID gets worse, mm-hmm. we are, you know, we got real problems. I think there's a way to do it to come together in a safe way. Uh, so you guys can continue to create and share with your fans, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, you're traveling around the world. You seem fine. Yeah, I mean, there's, tan. there's a safe way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, w- if everybody can get into one location, um, there's, you know, there's a lot of options for disseminating the music. And there's a lot of new music to play. I, I just, I, I think when... I think now, like, there's there's going to be something great that comes out of all this. There's a lot of emotion wrapped up right. in this whole, like, you know, like, this This feels like, like this is like a song about a love that I just couldn't hold on to no matter how hard I tried. It was mm-hmm. too explosive. And, um, and then the post-COVID stuff is, like, all going to have, like, another trick to it. There's another layer, like... Right. For instance, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. If I, I'll go to YouTube, you know, at night, sometimes I can't sleep. I'll go look around YouTube and see if there are cool videos to watch. And if it's anything that was put on YouTube before February 2020, I won't even look at it. <laughs> You're just looking for all, like, what's If, what's if there's anything now. that's yeah. over a year old, I'm just like, that's pre-COVID. They, right. don't, they don't even know what life is like right. back yeah. then. You know what I mean? Right. It's probably wrong. It's probably flat earth yeah. or some stupid <laughs> shit. You know? So I just look at... That's how I search now. I want to have a button on YouTube that's like nothing before Post, coronavirus. Yeah, no pre-COVID stuff. Because it's Because it's a different time. It's just like a whole nother perspective. <laughs> I do think you're right, though. There's uh, there's a lot of emotion in these in these times, but I, I do encourage you guys like I, I think people need the the music that you guys are writing on these hot topics you know I think it could yeah. really lift people up or I mean the more music the better and I, the, I'm hoping to get the band to a place where we can have the explosion that we were trying to have mm-hmm. like you were part of it we were on the phone every week yeah and you were focused on tractor beam and tractor beam ended up awesome oh it was amazing it was that, awesome. that New York show was incredible yeah, you were at that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah explosive. Yeah. yeah, that show was just like, and that was all tractor beam. Yeah, it was all tractor beam. Yeah, yeah. so we were there, and um, artistically, like the new songs were really raw, but they all had like a life of their own. Mm-hmm. You know, which is like one of my focuses. Like, you put the new songs in so that they feel like they are, they've been worn like a pair of shoes a little bit. You know, mm, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking looking forward to it. I uh, for Tractor Beam for the Biscuits to have the reemergence after this new normal is figured out. Have you found any new music that you think we should play? Oh man, I have I have a lot of new music. I, I've been compiling potential uh, Tractor Beam sets. What? Yeah, a little in the in the background. Just really? Waiting. Yeah, just waiting. Ah, uh, just I love waiting. It. Yeah. Did you hear that, folks? You heard it here first on the Touchdowns All Day <laughs> podcast. Space Cookie is stockpiling new Tractor Beam jams. I mean, you discovered Polo Pond. I did, yeah. I never heard that before. Yeah. 
And that was going to be the sickest thing ever. And I was in Colorado the other day, uh-huh. and we were we were in a truck driving up Aspen Mountains, like yeah. off roading. I thought I was going to die. These guys are driving like a hundred miles an hour, and there was um, my friend's daughter was in the back seat, and mm-hmm. she was jam- and she was in charge of the music. Yeah. And so she jammed that Polo Pond song that we were going to play yeah, with yeah. the do 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 do. She jammed that. I was turned around. I was like, "You got to be kidding!" I mean, it's got to be kidding. It's such a unique sound and amazing. Yeah, I think you guys are the only ones who can play it live. We were right. It was on the set list for the next yeah. week. Of, like I was literally learning it yeah. on the way, and then COVID. I mean. Oh. If COVID could have been four days later, we would have a recording of that song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you guys come together, definitely that should be one of the first songs to play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it should definitely. be. That was that was the one that I was most psyched about. And then um, one of our new songs, Running Away Into the Night, came together really well. Yeah. And I was, we actually did that one at the fo- at the baseball field. That one came together. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's it's like one of those things where... We had the the right chemistry, yeah, and and then we just got to put that back together. I wanted to ask about that. How did the the baseball feel? Uh, how did that feel to you guys get, getting together again? I, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, the band played incredible, right? Which is just a testament to whatever they're doing to stay sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody played really great. Yeah, and. So it was like kind of like exciting to be in those jams mm-hmm. because everyone was playing such interesting, nuanced stuff. That I felt like we'd been on tour for like two months. Yeah. Because there's a certain like you go on tour, first 10 shows are what they are. And then show 11, you get to this looseness that pervades the rest of the tour. And I feel like we were there on the first show. But we had been we had been in the Fillmore uh, like practicing for a couple days. Right. So it really wasn't the first show, but... You know, that's what it takes, right? So it felt great. And the stadium's amazing. Like, the stadium sold out must be incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, that must have reinvigorated the, the group, right? To, yeah. to have this new sort of focus for the next phase. I think it was a it was a cool accomplishment to play a stadium. Yeah. Everybody was excited about it. I and mean, it looked dope. Yeah, and yeah. it looked great. Yeah. And, you know, it was a live stream. Like, live streaming is going to be the future, I, I think, because... Uh, for the biscuits, like if we can make our Couch Tour TV site work, mm-hmm. where we live stream all the time, we can just produce so much music for people. Yeah. Like, let's check in with this jam for a second and see where we're going. Ah, perfect. Because I want to hear what this is. This sounds crazy.
All right, so that's Run Like Hell by Pink Floyd. And then we'd probably do a huge jam. And since it's the encore, we'd probably stay and run like hell. <laughs> so let's see where the band goes here. This is kind of feels like we're pretty amped. Let's see where the jam goes. Here. All right. I mean, this is straight desert trance right here, right? I mean, it's it's dope. This is 2002 yeah. Yeah, right no, here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, this was 2002? Yeah, kids were freaking out. They were like, what <laughs> is this stuff? <laughs> now this shit is everywhere. Now they have whole festivals around this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. We should have bottled this a little better. It would have been, it would have, it, that, would, that would have been the move for us. We just We were unbottleable. That's how we got here in the first place. <laughs> we were non-bottling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I love that move that Sammy just pulled. He takes the drums away and he goes into a break and then he brings the kick drum in under the break. Mm, you're right, yeah. That was a classic little move right there. I don't you don't hear that too often. I mean, this is it's crazy. It has like this uh, funky kind of indie dance feel to it, which I like. Yeah, I think it's like kind of like the harmonies are very a little indie. Yeah. A little rock and roll the harmonies yeah. we're playing with. And then the vibe is very dance music. Yeah, like, for sure. It's like a little bit of a mix between the two. Ladies and gentlemen, 10, 5, 2002, Haymaker set to with the encore. Here with Adrian Santos, aka Space Cookie, Tractor Beam coach. He has a huge volume of new Tractor Beam stuff picked out <laughs> on his travels around the world. No one travels around the world more than you do that I've seen. I how, mean, many, well, how many countries have you been to since uh, coronavirus? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably like, nah, just a couple. Couple, yeah, just a couple. You've been a on handful. the mill side, yeah. yeah. You, and you were, you were uh, the uh, what, uh, the preacher at a wedding or something? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did my first wedding in Mexico. Did you get certified for that? Yeah, I'm a I'm a pastor. You are. Yeah, if you need one, anyone out here needs one for uh, weddings, divorces, baptismals. <laughs> I don't here. understand. Whenever somebody does the job of like friend wedding MC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then it seems to be like kind of hip now is like don't get a priest, don't get a priest, get your friend. Yeah. The friend always gets some kind of certification. Oh yeah. They never just do it. 
Right. They always get some kind of certification. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pastor of the American Marriage Ministries. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always something like that. Like you buy it online for like $100. Oh, yeah, it's easy. I love that. Yeah. We had my uh, one of the Disco Biscuit management team, Drew Grancelli, who's an mm-hmm. old friend of mine as well, mm-hmm. had a wedding and we were all there. And he had uh, the cameraman for the Biscuit livestream crew do the be the you know the MC role yeah and he got a certification letter as well right and then just it wasn't like he just was off the cuff and it was hilarious it was really great well you got to be able to legally sign the marriage documents or else it's not real that's why you do it is that what it is yeah that's what it is uh, yeah. I, uh. I think you'd be a great pastor preacher yeah, no, no, nobody ever. I would, I would say yes to that, yeah. but nobody ever asked me to do even my whole life, even when I was a kid. Nobody ever asked me to do anything at like functions like that, you know, like dress up functions. Yeah. Nobody ever gives me a job. I think you'd be great off, which the- is weird because I'm pretty, <laughs> it's weird. Like after a while, I'm like, really? My nephew's eight and he gets a job, but I don't get a job at the wedding. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got a job, and they're like, "John, you just you just stand there, just stand there." Well, I got a couple tasks. I, I think I committed to you that I'd I'd make a baby soon, and then if I yes. get married, I'll uh, I'll make sure you. You want me to do the the preaching? I'll have you do something. Yeah, I'll give you a job. <laughs> don't I'll fuck it up. <laughs> that's, that's why they don't give you a job. They're like, he's I'll, I'll let you he'll do something. fuck it up. <laughs> I'll let you do something. How about that? I'll make my right here on the air. I'll make my commitment to you. Though. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Child perfect. and a job at your wedding. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I can play banjo or something. <laughs> you're in all right folks this has been a great podcast thank you all for thank you so for listening so and um we had a great time today and you got to come back on the podcast because we didn't listen to any tractor beam yeah well yeah. i i you know i apologize for interrupting the session but thanks for having me today it was good it's really good to see you yeah i'm so. glad you came out because <laughs> yeah, yeah. nobody's visiting us out yeah. here <laughs> fucking coronavirus i'm like come over and have a barbecue they're like no coronavirus and I'm like, oh, man, you don't have it. Come over. And nobody will come yeah, over. Yeah, I came with my mask on. Yeah. Know, I thought you were going to wear your mask the whole time. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker's serious. <laughs> Fucking in the house wearing the mask. Well, I mean, I'm so close to the mic. I didn't, you know. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, I mean, the fans don't know. You have like a proper mask. Yeah. Yeah. Is that an N99? Yeah, N99. Yeah. Is it? N95 plus five. What? Yeah, makes it 100%. No shit. Yeah. That's so gangster. Yeah. All right, folks. If you want to be like Cookie, get yourself an N95 mask <laughs> and wear it in the living room. <laughs> That'll be the move. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, hashtag touchdowns all day. Go online and, and say hi to everybody and use the hashtag. The podcast is popping and uh, we love you. Thank you so much. We're mass communicating. We're mass communicating.